experts are warning about a looming mental health crisis in the United States, resulting from the national lockdown and fears pertaining to the pandemic. But those concerns are widening with the added pressure of social injustice, and doctors are seeing more and more black Americans, already a community that experiences health disparities, reporting anxiety and depression at higher levels. Headlines like this are echoed weekly on every media platform. So if you feel overwhelmed, fearful, anxious, insecure, or even hopeless because of the effects of COVID-19 or the heightened consciousness of injustice, you are not alone. Stay tuned, because in this episode, we discuss and share small but significant steps to ensure that you emerge from this pandemic healthy and whole. This is Kizzy, one of your hosts of the Women Winning with Wisdom podcast, where our mission is to share practical ways to help you elevate from ordinary to extraordinary. I thank you for joining us. Lisa Brandy, it feels so good to be in your presence, to have this much needed conversation. How are you ladies doing? Hi ladies, I am well, thank you. Adjusting to the new normal, following the established protocols, and trying to stay as safe as possible during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. So Brandy, how are you? I am doing well. I'm doing well. And yes, it's, so it's been a while. I mean, we did have a, re- a recording last month, but it was an interview. So we did not get on and do a virtual happy hour, but um, I'm glad and I'm, I'm happy and looking forward to this discussion today. <laughs> I, I need it. I need these discussions. Let's do it. <laughs> Kizzy, what about yeah. you? How have you been? Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. You know what? I like you ladies. I am well. I'm doing well. I'm better. So I'm going to leave it there. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Okay. So let's jump right into it. We are aware that the coronavirus pandemic has forced upon the world and us a new normal. Some persons have easily adjusted to the new normal, whereas some are severely challenged by the restrictions, the guidelines, and all of the constraints that have been associated with this pandemic. So, in an attempt to help our viewers who may be challenged cope during this time and also to provide some advice to others who are dealing with it to, you know, adjust even better, we sought responses from our listeners to two questions. First, what have you learned about yourself during this pandemic? And second, what advice would you lend to others to assist them to successfully navigate these unprecedented times. The responses from two of our listeners were selected to be aired to our listening audience. Ms. Shauna Humphreys and Ms. Kerry Ned have shared with us so willingly and generously their coping mechanisms during this time. And we are glad and we are hopeful that this will provide 
some inspiration or some source of information to our listening audience. We thank you and we thank you ladies so very much for being accommodating. I've learned that I have more strength within myself than I thought. Um, Earlier during the year, um, I started going to church more and getting a little bit more involved with that process. I started um, back going to see my therapist, not really anticipating the whole pandemic or anything or how it was going to affect us, but more because at the beginning of the year, I felt like something in my spirit that just felt uneasy. And I was concerned about where my whole mental being was headed. And so I decided to um, take that chance, take that, that, that time and, you know, get closer with God again, get build my faith a little bit more, start going to church a little bit more, and also employ the use of a professional therapist. Just because sometimes, even though we can pray about things, it's, it's okay to also seek out professional help because sometimes that helps you understand, discover certain things that you may not be even thinking about at the time. So I thought it was best for me. So I'm glad I did that because when the whole pandemic finally hit, where it finally came to us full blown, I was already doing those things. So for me, it was just continuation and not really being afraid too much of whatever we're faced with. So for me, it really has been um, helpful because I haven't like really wavered too much. In fact, I actually feel like I've gained more strength within myself. I have a better mindset, I think. I feel like I feel a little bit more positive within myself. Not necessarily things around me have all been positive because I've experienced some grief, loss of, you know, certain things. And, but I've kept up and I really just definitely credit it to those things for being a part of me, a part of my life while this whole pandemic's been going on. And that has definitely helped strengthen me. Uh, for, as far as for others, uh, what I, advice I would give to them is definitely seek after God. That has been the number one thing that has helped me during this time. And, you know, employ the use of a th- professional therapist if you can or get a counselor or get somebody that you feel comfortable talking to so you can get things off your mind. Get hear it from another person's perspective and not necessarily own or relying on your own judgment or thoughts or actions because, you know, sometimes we get in our own way and sometimes we can't see the bigger picture in front of us because we're so close to it. But someone who's not necessarily so involved in the situation can see better than we ourselves so that's the advice i'll definitely give to someone speak more talk to people who you trust and if it's not somebody you really truly trust so much as i said get a therapist somebody that you really can talk to because they're there to help you as well help you assist you it's been a great help to me during this time because you know personally i experienced some things that i can't really go into too many details about my life but that would have should have been should have destroyed me in a way and really killed my spirit but because i was you know going to church more and also talking to somebody professionally it helped me deal it helped me cope with the situation that was faced before me 
And because of that, I'm able to speak here and talk to others and tell them how important and how helpful those things can be for them. And they can really get far in in wherever they're trying to go because it is necessary. We have to protect our minds, body, and soul. I also started exercising more and watching what I eat more because, you know, as I say, it's more about nutrition. So that is like having an overall package. Invest in yourself. You're worth it. So invest in yourself. Invest in your mind, body, and soul. And when I say mind, body, and soul, for me, mind was, um, you know, speaking to a therapist. Body was me working on my body, like exercising, watching what I ate. And as far as soul, getting to church even more and trusting in God and, and, and using that. So thank you all. What have I learned about myself during this pandemic? This has forced me to take a step back and really, you know, review and evaluate my life. That it has taken a toll on my mental, my physical and my spiritual well-being. You know, I have had good days and bad days. I have had feelings of insecurity. I've had feelings of invisibility. I've been impatient and, you know, sometimes angry, sometimes not sure about myself anxiety and i don't think it's just because of the pandemic i think it's had to do with everything else that's going on also you know the politics you know all these black people getting killed by the police and and then thinking of my children and they are being out there you know it it can cause some anxiety but what i have done is find things to do things that i enjoy doing to kind of take my mind off of it to give myself some kind of therapeutic relief so my advice to anyone um to help them cope or achieve some kind of success during this time of uncertainty i would say find something find your passion find something that you would enjoy doing i love to create things i love to do make crafts design t-shirts coffee mugs you know, all these things. So I have been doing that during the week after I work. Um, I also take on different projects in the house, redoing my kitchen, painting a wall, you know, redecorating a room. So anything that, that you might be passionate about, if you can take it up after you finish work in the evening, it may help some, it may not. Some people may need to speak to a professional, but I have found that it helped me a lot to take my mind off of everything that's going on. I think we can learn a lot from how Shauna is dealing with this period in time. Her advice to help others succeed during this negative period is accurate. I love that she incorporate that she's incorporating that whole mind, body, and soul because oftentimes we neglect one or the other. And I would say, Brandy, Shauna, for some reason, kind of parallels with you in how she was already prepared for this pandemic. And I say this because I know that you be, you are always one that is exercising. You are one that is really careful on the material that you consume, as well as um, eating healthy. I know you normally get on me with, you know, with getting to the gym. So I feel as if like, you know, Shauna, she did really give um, our listeners some good tips on to how to cope with this pandemic. But I must say that many of our listeners will definitely relate to Carrie's struggle and even embrace her tip to immerse ourselves in things that we are passionate about. Um, 
as a successful coping mechanism. I certainly relate to Carrie's feeling of insecurities, anxieties, and fearfulness. And like Carrie, it was not so much with the COVID-19, but for me, it had to do with the increased racial tension. So I am really thankful that these ladies were willing to be honest and just share their struggles and of course, offer advice to our listeners as to how they can come out of this on top. So, you know, thank you both Shona and Carrie for your input. Yeah, so first um, let me preface, um, and I think you kind of touched on it, Kizzy. Um, when we talk about pandemic, we're not only referring to the obvious COVID-19 effects, right? but we're also referring to the widespread mental health and the griefs that resulted because of the ongoing, and I'm saying it's ongoing, Black Lives Matter movement. Um, mm -hmm. Parents having to homeschool and work at the same time, politics and all of those things. And so to me, pandemic is including everything that has been going on in 2020. But with regards to Shauna and Carrie, um, first, let me applaud both of you ladies. And I definitely appreciate both of you for, for so beautifully sharing your personal stories. Um, so Kiz and Lisa, to me, their stories highlight the importance of being balanced um, your, with your mind, your body, your spirit, and it's it, it's ever so important to to our mental state. Um, what I love about what Carrie shared from a routine, from going from a routine of, you know, her work and her daily schedule to now being able to sit still, and the feelings that she found with that um, in that moment. What I like, and I, actually, what I would say is what I love is that she didn't stay there. Um, she realized that something was off mm -hmm. and she needed to tap into her creative skills. And she found, that, she found that she had skills she didn't know existed. But guess what? I think that comes with the benefits of sitting still. You know, yes. there's so much insight that, that you that you get from, from sitting still. And to your comment about Carrie, um, I think I, I, yeah, I would say for the most part, I was, I, I handled the COVID-19 pandemic um, okay. I wouldn't say well, I, I would say okay, because yes, I'm always exercising and, and reading and I'm an introvert. So it's easy for me to be okay with sitting by myself and sitting still. With <laughs> my long shot. Yeah, I am. Most people, really? don't believe, most people don't believe that, but yes, I am an introvert. Oh my gosh. Um, mm -hmm. And um, the funny thing is right when the pandemic happened, I remembered um, saying, okay, one of the first things I, I was looking forward to doing was trying to find a counselor, a therapist, because I felt kind of uneasy and mm -hmm. it seemed as if Carrie and millions of other people 
beat me to the punch because I was not able to get in contact with any therapist. So I applaud, yeah. um, I applaud uh, those efforts that the ladies took. Uh, Lisa? I would join with you, Brandy and Kisi, in commending both Shona and Carrie for their courage to share how they have dealt with and are dealing with the pandemic. Um, what, what jumped out at me is us being proactive. You know, Shona would have mentioned that she observed that prior to the pandemic, she had issues. And she said that she recognized that she needed the help of, an, of a professional. So she sought um, a therapist to take her through and assist her in overcoming whatever personal challenges she was dealing with at that point in time. And I'm saying that that proactive stance that she took, I believe that that would have contributed to a success in getting through this month, so much eight months of the pandemic and all of the restrictions that goes with it. Had she not sought that help there, hmm. Brandy, you mentioned the services of these mental health experts. You know, it has been overwhelming. They are so consumed that they hardly have time to fit other persons into their schedule. So I, I want persons to recognize this. Sometimes we, and I'll repeat what Brandy said before, you sit in silence and you assess yourself. Let's mm. not be in self-denial. Let us recognize that we have a, a challenge. We have some issues. Seek the necessary help because we do not know what tomorrow or the other day will bring. So taking that initiative is very, very important. Yeah. And um, Carrie, her response to it as well, it is very creative. I like the fact that she mentioned, find something that you like doing. We have been caught up with our daily routines. We have been caught up with the hustle and bustle of life that we go to work, we come home, you take care of your family, you sleep, mm -hmm. you get up the next day. And when you reflect in the years to come, you, you, know, you look back and you say, what have I done for me as a person? Not just to survive, but what have I done to please me as an individual? And this pandemic, yes, it is an unfortunate situation, an un unfortunate event. However, she looked at the brighter side of it. She chose to develop her skill to better herself and seek, derive some sort of satisfaction. She spoke about um, being creative, uh, mm -hmm. designing mugs, painting her room, and all mm -hmm. of that. And I say that is really commendable. Look, I have used some of my time to develop my culinary skills. I can safely say <laughs> I'm a, a much better baker. You know, so I am baking and baking and baking. And there are other things that I'm doing. So I encourage people, yes, 
use the time wisely. Don't just sit and pine away and ponder. It is what it is. We have to deal with it and make the best of the situation. So thank you, ladies. It's very encouraging. Yeah. Lisa, I like that you speak in the present tense because as we see the um, COVID-19 positive rates are continuing to increase. So I like that you're speaking in the present tense in terms of what can you do on an ongoing basis. So that's that's really good um, for our listeners to hear. Yes, it is. And you know what? I'm going to just add this too, Lise. Um, you said something there that resonated strongly with me. So if you ladies would permit, I just want to share something that I learned while I was doing or working on rather a journal entry. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you talk about, Lisa, um, Brandy touched on it as well. And I think we are kind of like talking about how these ladies were proactive. So being intentional, right? So I was yes. looking at the word God, G-U-A-R-D. And the word God occurred in 122 verses in the New Living Testament. Yeah, the NLT, the New Living Testament version of the Bible. And what that tells me is that we are required to live intentionally. We are to guard our minds against negative thoughts. We are to be deliberate deliberate and selective in who we lend our ears to, what we consume, what we expose mm-hmm. ourselves to. And that is where I fell short, um, you know, two, three months into the pandemic because I did not adhere to my own advice or to the scripture that I normally lean on, which is that Proverbs 4.23, which is to guard your heart against all else where it determines the course of your life. But I think you ladies beautifully spoke on it, on how important it is to be intentional, intentional in setting a routine for yourself, intentional in what we do. So thank you so much for highlighting that. Yes. You're most welcome. Yeah. I think uh, Oprah Winfrey, one of her quotes is, um, she says, one of the most precious gifts we can give to ourselves is time. Mm-hmm. And both Carrie and Shauna, um, essentially described how they use their time to reset themselves and taking this time to to get to a more balanced uh, state that I think is so necessary for our our own survival, or so to speak. Um, yeah. So, yep. Awesome. Yeah, that's well good. Um, so what about you, Brandy? I know I, I know I kind of jumped the gun because you're my friend and I know how you normally take care of yourself. And I spoke about, um, you know, that parallel between you and Shauna um, prior to the pandemic. But what about you? What have you learned new about yourself during um, this pandemic? Mm-hmm. So even though I, I felt the pain, um, I definitely had moments of fear and anger about what was happening and grieved about mm-hmm. you know, just all the, the lives that were being lost necessarily. Um, I chose to do my part. Um, one, my, my teenage kids, they wanted to go out and protest. And so we, we made our way out there and we, we participated and raised our voices. Um, 
I got involved and did a food drive with a friend. And I think that just brought me so much peace knowing that um, while we were fortunate enough to not, you know, have had our jobs interrupted, um, we were able to donate um, gift, of gift cards from grocery stores to families who may have um, lost their jobs due to the pandemic. Yes. And so once I did that, I realized that I needed to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And so I tuned out, tuned out of the, the social media, tuned out of the news, you know, and there were some people who were sending me messages. And I literally said to them, I'm going to need you to not send me those kinds of videos or messages or whatnot, because you are raising my anxiety. And mm. if you can't send me anything that's positive and encouraging, we're going to have to talk at some other time. I literally had to say that to a couple of people. Wow. Um, yeah. And so I learned that it is quite okay to sit still in silence. Um, I learned that I find joy in the simple things like curling up with a good book outdoors, not necessarily indoors. Outdoors mm-hmm. does it for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so I found my I found myself um, building a routine where I was reading more. I would go out back and just sit down and read. And um, I've learned that in order to survive, uh, my being, which is my mind, my body, and, and my soul, it needs to be balanced. And so mm-hmm. I learned that self-care and, and exercise and doing those things that I love um, gets me calibrated and protects myself from all of the hysteria that was going on. Nice. Uh, yeah. Very Lisa? nice, B. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, Randy, um, I'm really encouraged by your whole approach to dealing with the pandemic. You know, um, the volunteer work that you would have done to contribute to families who would have lost their jobs and this is it's really sad indeed that people today you would be earning a living could provide for your family and then tomorrow you do not have or you do not know where your next meal is coming from so that's that gift of charity is really good um for me i spent my time as i mentioned before developing my culinary skills. So I did a lot of baking and cooking new dishes. I also recognized that I had some skills that I did not know that I possessed. So I am now a substitute teacher for my (laughs) seven-year-old nephew. I love it. (laughs) It takes all of my energy, mm-hmm. but again, I can see the benefits of it. With these children now doing the virtual learning, you know, the parents need to really step in there and pull that weight. I have had, I now have a different appreciation for teachers. Mm-hmm. I think our teachers are really not recognized as they should be. Mm-hmm. I also develop my time management skills. Before I would have been exact, but given the restrictions and given the delay in having things done and getting services provided 
what would have initially taken three days would be now eight days or a week mm-hmm. or even more. I now have to prepare well in advance. So you have to juggle your professional life, your personal life, everything in one. So I think um, I have developed my time management skills along with other things. But I mean, we have a, a time within, we have time constraints within which we are working right now. But that's my contribution. So Metskizi, would you like to share? Yes. Um, so listening to you ladies, and of course, listening to um, both Shona and Carrie, I will tell you guys, I am a little bit embarrassed to tell you all what I learned knew about myself, but we are all family, so I'm going to share. I slowly learned that I was not as mentally tough as I thought I was. And I can tell you that is probably one of the most sobering things that happened to me during this whole pandemic. As you all know, we are not only dealing, and we spoke about it, with the mental pandemic, but we are also amid of a racial epidemic. And I think irrespective of our race or our class, we all can agree that we are faced with intensified racial tension at this particular moment, and particularly in the US because this is where I reside. Um, So for me, the repetitiveness of the quarantine updates, the isolation compounded with the scream for injustice, you know, seeing those um, clippings with the protesters doing their part for the rest of us to kind of speak out against police brutality and injustice, I became overwhelmed. I, I would mean, I was just so hurt. I don't think it was so much anger. I think I had crossed over that stage from being angry. I think what was the most hurtful thing for me was just knowing, um, I guess, knowing the hard truth of how we as black people are regarded in society. So I felt rejected. I felt hopeless in some instances. And the first two months of the pandemic, that was pretty good. You know what I mean? We started our podcast and we were like moving strong. And then I should have probably been a little bit stronger, like Brandy to say, you know what? I no longer wanted to see these videos, but it was there and you were seeing it. And I really couldn't help but to, you know, just, my mind just went all over the place thinking about my son because he's doing the door dashing and I'm thinking about when he's out there, I'm calling him constantly. He must have been really sick of me, to be honest, because I would call him the minute he left the house. I'll give him probably like 30 minutes and then I'll call him. I will complain. Why are you not checking in? And I know it sounds a little bit over the top, but because of where we live and because of, I guess, the climate that we are in as a parent and as a parent of a tall, handsome, strapping black man that can appear intimidating, it was just a whole lot for me. So unfortunately, the first, you know, um, two, maybe the third and fourth month into the pandemic, I really had a tough time. I wasn't responding to people after a while. I was just kind of pulling to myself, not doing all the things that I know I had to do. But eventually I was able to climb out of that hole. And it was because I, because of the foundation that I have, you know what I mean? Because 
of things that I acquired along the way, knowledge, because of me knowing that I have someone greater have me and, and, and have my family, I was able to climb out of that hole. And then of course, having friends like you all and others, eventually it got better. Hmm. I can really understand what you all are faced with live, actually living it. We here in the Caribbean, we are just looking on. But when you are, when it's your reality, it's a different story. And with us being close friends and family, you know, we we feel that pain. And I really pray that this would come to an end soon, or at least it would be minimized and let some form of normalcy return. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wanted to touch on something Lisa said, but I'll come back to it. Um, Kizzy. Yeah. So I, despite you starting off saying you were embarrassed, there's a lot to admire in that because what did you do? And you were not one of the people who I had to, you know, give the Heisman to, right? The virtual Heisman. <laughs> but what, but I think what you did is right. Um, instead of um, spreading that um, emotional drain that you were experiencing, you took some time to yourself. You understood that, okay, I'm not okay right now, which mo the majority of people were not okay. But you said, okay, let me deal with this. Give me some time. I didn't know. So I kept calling you as normal. Kizoi, right? <laughs> <laughs> I kept calling you as normal. Um, and I did sense, I remember one of our conversations earlier in the summer, I did sense that something was wrong. And, mm -hmm. you know, we talked about it and we definitely talked it through. Um, mm -hmm. But I do admire you for um, doing exactly, I think what we talked about earlier, sitting in silence and, and, and working through whatever it is you're going through. I am, I am honored to be your friend. And, <laughs> um, and I think at one point we even prayed over the summer. And I know mm -hmm. that you have a very strong foundation that you were able to lean on throughout the summer um, when you were having your low moments. Yes. Um, so I'm happy that you um, did the work and, mm. and that you're okay. And, I'm, and, I, and knowing you, I know you're not done. I know that you are gonna continue um, doing the work that's required to, um, to ensure that you stay whole, right? Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. And Lisa, um, thanks for pointing out the, the notion about uh, teachers um, not being well recognized. And, and I do hope that it's one thing that becomes of, of, of this, um, the fact that students are working from home, uh, doing school from home, is that we recognize teachers are undercompensated. Well, I think we already recognize yeah. that, right? But that mm -hmm. we yeah. begin to have an easier discussion of, Let's pay our teachers more because we recognize they are undercompensated. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's, I'm, I'm blessed to have 
um, teenage kids who can navigate computer issues and, and stuff like that. But I've heard from my friends who have little kids and, um, you know, it's, it's hard. I mean, I, I definitely hear their, their cries and concerns. And so, mm. yeah, we definitely need to recognize and, and, and award and incentivize and compensate our, our educators. Yeah. Yes, we need to, we need to. Okay, ladies. So I think we covered a lot today. Through this discussion, together we provided our listeners with valuable ideas on how to emerge from this pandemic, happy, healthy, and whole. To recap, number one, be honest with yourself. Perform a self-assessment to determine why you are feeling hopeless or overwhelmed. Now, you may be surprised with your discovery, but once you figure out the trigger, take the plunge towards change regardless of how difficult or scary it looks. Number two, connect with people. Do not isolate yourself. Remember, we need people, specifically positive people in our lives. People who can offer hope and lift us during difficult times. Use this time to fortify relationship or even rekindle all ones if you deem necessary. I think the bottom line is to connect with people that brings out the best in you. Number three, note to Kizzy, exercise regularly. Take care of your body. Establish a routine. Now Shauna, Lisa, Carrie, Brandy, all four ladies express the importance of establishing routines. So I believe it's something that you should look into. This will help you to plan your day and prevent you from engaging in self-defeating behavior and practices. And then eat healthy. Number six, seek professional help. I certainly understand that not everyone has access to professional health care. Some of us face barriers to health care and the quality of care. So reach out to a trusted confidant, to a faith leader, just someone that you trust. I think the gist is you share your feelings with others, right? Brandy mentioned that she wasn't able to get a healthcare professional because of the demand. So do not make that be a deterrent to you. Find someone that you trust. I think the key is that you should be able or not be afraid to validate your feelings. Number seven, do something you enjoy. Carrie mentioned this, that you want to engage in something that, that stirs up joy in you because it will give you something to look forward to at the end of the day. So find something that brings out the best in you and immerse yourself into it. And number eight, one of my favorite tips, guard your mind. Be careful what and whom you lend your air to. And finally, Find hope in a power that is bigger than you and me. Too often we try to overcome situation with willpower and we neglect to look to the higher power for his boundless strength. Don't make that mistake. Find hope in a power that is bigger than you. And with that, thank you for tuning in to the Woman Winning with Wisdom podcast, the podcast where we take you from ordinary to extraordinary. Be well.